Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and I just want to let you know about my gut healing bundle for those with thyroid and autoimmune thyroid conditions. This includes SMT Probio, which is a probiotic with 18 well-researched strains, Enzymes Plus, which not only includes digestive enzymes, but betaine, HCL, and ox bile, and SMT GI Restore, which is a stevia-free formulation that has multiple nutrients and herbs that have been proven to help support the healing of the gut. To learn more about this, you can visit guthealingbundle.com. Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and in this episode, I am going to discuss exercise and hyperthyroidism. Before I was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism back in 2008, I'm pretty sure I was overtraining. And while this probably wasn't the only factor responsible for the development of my Graves' disease condition, I'm pretty sure it was at least a contributing factor. I'm sure others with hyperthyroidism are also exercising too hard, while others are afraid to exercise due to the hyperthyroidism, or perhaps don't have the energy and stamina to exercise. Either way, whatever situation you're in, I think you'll benefit from the information in this episode, as I'll discuss three different types of exercise, and the ones that are a good fit for those with hyperthyroidism, and what should be avoided. And so let's go ahead and get started, and make sure that you stick around after the outro music for my post-episode chat. Welcome to the Save My Thyroid podcast, hosted by Dr. Eric Osansky. To stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics, visit SaveMyThyroid.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please do not apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now let's head to the show. Welcome back to the Save My Thyroid podcast. This is Dr. Eric Osansky. And in this episode, I am going to talk about exercise and hyperthyroidism. So I'd like to start out by discussing the health benefits of exercise. So of course, exercise benefits cardiovascular health. And by exercising, there is a decreased risk and incidence of and mortality from coronary artery disease. It also can help someone maintain a healthy weight. Now, many times exercise alone isn't the answer. So if someone is gaining weight, then exercise can help along with eating well, but sometimes you need to do more. Of course, with hyperthyroidism, we see also a lot of people losing weight, which people, most people don't want to do. Some Sometimes women or even men with hyperthyroidism, they don't mind losing some weight. But in my case, I lost 42 pounds, so that was a little bit excessive. Uh, also, exercise can reduce stress and anxiety, which is a great thing, increases bone density, and hyperthyroidism, of course, can have a negative effect on bone density. So certain types of exercise, especially weight-bearing exercise, can help to increase bone density. And I'll talk more about that shortly. And then there are other health benefits of exercise. I'm not going to get into detail when it comes to the other health benefits. But I will say that if you're physically inactive, if you're a couch potato, this will increase the risk of developing cardiovascular disease as well as other chronic conditions. So at the very least, you want to be active. You want to be moving regularly. And so I'm not going to talk too much about that here, but I'm mentioning it now. So even if you're not on a regular exercise routine, you want to be on a regular movement routine. So you don't want to be sitting for real long periods of time and not moving. So when it comes to exercise, I mentioned how you want to move regularly, but you also don't want to overexert yourself. And if you're just moving around, you're probably not going to do that. But if you're exercising, that can happen. And so most people don't know when they are overexerting themselves. 
And so you need to consider both the exercise duration as well as the routine. And so when I dealt with hyperthyroidism in the past before being diagnosed with hyperthyroidism, actually, I overtrained. I was going to the gym and specifically the rowing machine. I would do weight training, but I remember the rowing machine, I would go on the rowing machine for about 30 minutes. And you know, by the time I was done with the rowing machine, I was just wiped out. And, and the reason is just because I was really pushing hard. And I mean, it's not the rowing machine itself. It's just that I was doing some high intensity interval training on the rowing machine and really just going all out uh, and nothing wrong with high intensity interval training, but it was probably high intensity without the intervals. So just uh, continuous high intensity for about 30 minutes. Again, it's been quite a while, but I remember I, I was definitely overdoing it as I think back. And so if you're doing high intensity exercise, you want to limit the duration, or again, there's high intensity interval training where you go all out for like 30 seconds or a minute and then take a break for a couple of minutes. And I'll talk more about that shortly. As far as moderate aerobic exercise, I mean, some people could do that for, let's say, 30 minutes or longer. It really does depend on the person. A lot of people need to just focus on the light walking when dealing with hyperthyroidism. So I'm not talking about in general. Again, this is focusing on those with hyperthyroidism. And so you still might be wondering, well, I have hyperthyroidism. What type of exercise should I do? And so there's three types of exercise I'm going to discuss here. So, and, and before getting into the different types of exercise, don't forget to do pre and post stretching. I'm not going to discuss that here in detail, but uh, yeah, do, do stretching. And then, so there's high intensity interval training, also known as burst training, so this involves repeatedly exercising at a high intensity for 30 seconds to a minute or two, and then typically separated by one to five minutes of recovery. So again, let's say for 30 seconds, you'll go all out, and then maybe a couple of minutes, you'll just uh, not go all out. So if I'm, well, I, I'll do high intensity interval training on a stationary bike. I, again, I didn't do it when I was dealing with hyperthyroidism graves, even though I mentioned before I was diagnosed, I was doing it, but... Now I'll, I'll do on a stationary bike, I'll go all out for 30 seconds to a minute, and then I'll take it easy on the bike. I'll still be pedaling, but I'll be going for like two minutes and then again, all out for another 30 seconds to a minute. I'll do like five to seven cycles of that. High intensity interval training in the research has shown to help people with insulin resistance, to reduce fat and oxidative stress as well as improve antioxidant status. But again, if you don't have those intervals, if you just if it's just continuous high intensity training, then that's actually going to increase oxidative stress, which I'm sure happened when I was rowing like crazy without much of a break. As far as how you can do it, I mean, you could do running. You know, there's different ways to, to do it. You don't need equipment. Um, you know, you could go on a treadmill and run, or you could go outside and run. You could use a stationary bike, or you could use just a regular bicycle, or, you know, again, the rowing machine, sprinting. So there's different ways. I'm sure if you go online and do some searching, you'll find other ways. And so, as I suggested earlier, if you have hyperthyroidism, I really do think you should avoid really any type of high-intensity training, but that also includes high-intensity interval training. When you're in a healthier state, Definitely, it's something I recommend for people. Again, get checked by your doctor just to make sure there's no underlying issues, even if the hyperthyroidism is in remission. But yeah, it's, it's something I'm definitely a, an advocate for that when someone's in a healthier state doing the high intensity interval training. And then there's continuous aerobic exercise. 
So research clearly shows the long-term health benefits of aerobic exercise, even though some people say don't bother with the aerobic exercise, just do the high-intensity interval training. So I don't agree with that, and the research kind of backs me up. Again, you could do walking, you could jogging, you could ride your bike, or you could, again, go on a treadmill or ride an exercise bike, elliptical machine, rowing machine. So there's a lot of different things you could do. And, but once again, you just need to be cautious with the intensity and the duration. If you go too intense, then that's high intensity training and not continuous. Well, I guess it also is continuous aerobic exercise. It is overlap. But again, you just want to make sure you don't overtrain. Hey, this is Dr. Eric. And if you have hyperthyroidism and are looking to do everything you can to save your thyroid gland, in addition to listening to this podcast, there are a few different ways we can help you. First of all, I've written a book on hyperthyroidism called Natural Treatment Solutions for Hyperthyroidism and Graves' Disease, which you can find on Amazon, as well as other websites where books are sold. Second, you can also join my hyperthyroid healing community by visiting hyperthyroidgroup.com. And finally, if you want to get personal help from me, you could visit the website workwithdreric.com. Just to let you know, I only see a limited number of new patients each month, and I do require anyone interested to complete a brief online application before working with me. And now back to the show. So then there's strength training, and I would recommend doing this at least two to three times a week. You could do it an extra day or two, like three, four, five times a week even. I usually like to take a break in between, like do it on, let's say, a Monday and uh, then on a Wednesday, but you could alternate different muscle groups, like just do upper body Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and lower body, let's say Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, and then let's say take Sunday off. When you deal with hyperthyroidism, I would say go light. If you're going to lift weights, for example, do light weightlifting. And again, you want to work out all the major muscle groups weekly, but alternate. So don't like do upper body Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then lower body Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So again, give your body a break in between. You might even want to consider hiring a personal trainer if you're new at this, just so you're, it's because it's not only about just, it's not just about increasing muscle mass and this could help with bone density. But you, while doing this, you want to have the proper posture. You don't want to hurt your back or your neck. And if you're doing light weightlifting, you're less likely to do this, but still might not be a bad idea to get some guidance initially. And it doesn't just have to be weights. I mentioned weights, but there are other ways to do weight-bearing exercises. You could do push-ups. Uh, you could do wall push-ups if you can't, or half push-ups if you can't do full push-ups or pull-ups. I mean, they're, so again, weights are... Are, are nice, but you don't have to use weights. You could improvise. And then next, I'd like to briefly discuss how exercise affects the immune system. So re- regular exercise does have a healthy effect on the immune system. Again, as long as you don't overtrain. The research shows that exercise can cause a reduction in chronic inflammation, and whereas overtraining syndrome results in suppressed immune function. So another reason you don't want to overtrain. And also overtraining can cause a decrease in what's called secretory IgA, which lines the mucosal surfaces of the body, including the respiratory tract, including the gut. So when you have lower secretory IgA, oftentimes that's correlated with a leaky gut. It's not a specific leaky gut marker, but in my patients, when I've seen that low, and in the past, I did a lot of leaky gut testing, so I was able to make that, that correlation. So again, you don't want that decrease in secretory IgA. That secretory IgA is protective. You want healthy levels of that. 
Also, exercise affects the cytokines. There are anti-inflammatory cytokines and pro-inflammatory cytokines. And of course, you don't want to increase the pro-inflammatory cytokines because they promote inflammation. As a result, overtraining can potentially be a factor in the development of autoimmune conditions such as Graves' disease. Not to say that's the main cause if you're overtraining, but in my case, I think it definitely was a contributing factor, and not just the effects on the cytokines, also drags down the adrenals as well. So how does exercise affect thyroid health? So some studies show that the thyroid hormones are only transiently, temporarily, or insignificantly changed during strenuous exercise, but other studies have shown that maximal aerobic exercise greatly affects the levels of circulating hormones. And then another study showed that maximal treadmill exercise didn't greatly affect the concentration of circulating thyroid hormones. And then yet another study suggested that a longer recovery period is necessary for hormone levels to normalize when you're doing high-intensity interval exercise. So just some things to consider. And this can be important when testing. If you're doing a thyroid panel, you probably don't want to exercise before doing the thyroid panel, especially the high-intensity interval training. But either way, even if it's like jogging in the morning, I probably wouldn't go for a morning jog and then an hour or two later test your thyroid hormone levels. I probably would really just say don't do it for the rest of the day as far as testing the thyroid on the same day you're exercising. I would say do it in the first do it first thing in the morning if you think about exercising. This way you could get the blood draw and then exercise once you're done going to the lab. So let's go ahead and summarize. So most people with hyperthyroidism, including Graves' disease, toxic multinodular goiter, subacute thyroiditis, any of these conditions, you need to be very cautious when exercising. And so I mentioned already that you should avoid high-intensity interval training. And I'm mentioning again here because it's a summary. So avoid high-intensity interval training and then limit the aerobic exercise to some light walking. Again, I know it's discouraging to some people. It was for me because I was in an exercise routine and I hated not being able to do what I normally did at the time. But it's something that's temporary. And then as you regain your health, you could, of course, go back to doing more from an aerobic exercise perspective, and then eventually high-intensity interval training. And then as far as the weight-bearing exercises, definitely recommend doing some of this, whether it's light weightlifting or another type of weight-bearing exercise. You know, I mentioned maybe consider getting a personal trainer, but either way, you're going to want to start slow and then eventually increase the intensity and duration. All right, so that is all I want to discuss with regards to exercise and hyperthyroidism. I hope you found this episode to be valuable, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate you sticking around after the outro music. And some listening might not be aware that I've done this after almost every single episode up until this one. At least the main episodes are released on Tuesday, as I don't do this after the Q&A episodes. Anyway, I probably spent a little too much time chatting about high-intensity interval training in the episode, especially since I do not recommend high-intensity interval training to my hyperthyroid patients. But once you have regained your health, I do recommend to incorporate this into your exercise routine. 
Until then, I would focus on weight-bearing exercise to help with the muscle mass and bone density, along with some mild cardiovascular exercise. And make sure you listen to your body. For example, if you feel like you don't have the energy to take a 20-minute walk, then try to walk for 5 to 10 minutes, and hopefully you'll be doing other things to improve your health so that over time you will have more energy to exercise. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.